I'm Stina. I'm Danielle. We want to focus on uh, television and movies in particular. Yes. Disclaimer that we are in no way film experts. A deep, like, dive. Be quiet. Whoa. I'm yelling. Back me up on this one. (laughs) Hey, you're listening to Two Girls Watch TV. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Two Girls Watch TV. I'm Danielle. And I'm Stina. Danielle, do you know what this is? This is our Christmas episode. Two hundred. Oh my gosh, it is. Two hundred episodes. <laughs> We've been doing this for a while, haven't we? I know. Well, we started about 2019. Because we started yep. every th- everything right before the pandemic. Yes, we did. And then after that, we had to figure out how to do all of this remotely. Yep. And we kind of figured it out. Yeah, kind of. It's good enough. It, it works. No one's complained. <laughs> <laughs> to our faces. Or to our reviews. Or to our reviews. So, as far as I'm concerned... Um, yeah, that is, that is absolutely wild. Our first episode was, what was the, uh, Big Little Lies? How to no, s- How to Sell Drugs Online Fast. What a weird show to do. A German Netflix TV show. I'm pretty sure that was our first episode. Oh my gosh, I remember what I wanted to talk to you about. What did you want to talk to me about? Gosh, Christina... Christina, we, you know, we started with how to sell drugs online fast, and then we uh, decided to segue into, you know, things that are nominated so that we wouldn't have to watch weird German TV shows on Netflix. And the nominations for the Golden Globes came out. Oh, that's a good point. Um, why did we choose that? I don't even remember. I don't know. <laughs> and then there, I think there was another season that came out and we were just like, what? We nah. didn't pay attention. We're, we're going to be watching Big Little Lies. All right. So do you want to go through the Golden Globes or did you have it? Can. Okay. So let's, I have them open. So best motion picture drama. There is Anatomy of the Fall Killers of the Flower Moon, Maestro, Oppenheimer, Past Lives, and The Zone of Interest. I will have to say that I have heard of two of these movies. Maybe three. I hate when you look it up and I look it up and it's not in order. Okay. Are you on the Golden Globes website? Yeah, what should I be on? The Golden Globes website. Well, mine says Best Director Motion Picture. Oh, I don't know how that happened. I'm just looking at 2024 nominations. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Okay, so Anatomy of a Fall, Killer, Killers of the Flower Moon, Maestro, Oppenheimer, Past Lives, and The Zone of Interest. Which have you heard of? Okay. I think I've heard of Zone of Interest. I don't know anything about it. Killers of the Flower Moon. I have heard of that one, too. That's Scorsese. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. And then Maestro is Bradley Cooper, and it is directed by Bradley Cooper. Mm. And then Oppenheimer's Oppenheimer. 
Oh, I, I, of course I know Oppenheimer. Yeah. So, okay. uh, best motion picture, musical, or comedy. Air, American Fiction, Barbie, The Holdovers, May, December, and Poor Things. So, out of all this, I've seen Barbie. Based on what you've said about that, I hope it does not win. Um, I could see it winning, though. I've heard really? that The Holdovers is very good. I've heard Air is really good. I've heard that May, December should not be a comedy because it's a drama. And I've heard great things about Poor Things. Okay. So, we'll see what happens there. Best Motion Picture Animated... Uh, the Boy and the Heron, Heron, Heron. Okay, we're not gonna do that. Elemental, Spider Man Across the Spider Verse, Susan, the Super Mario Brothers movie, and Wish. So I'm sure we will be del delving heavy into all of these movies that we're talking about because a oh, lot yes. of them are on Netflix and free to us, and we will be watching them all. Okay, so the Golden Globes decided this year to do a new category and that is cinematic and box office achievement and here are our nominees barbie guardians of the galaxy 3 john wick chapter 4 mission impossible oppenheimer spider-man across the spider-verse taylor swift the Eras tour and super mario bros i don't know why they had to throw this in here I feel like they did it to throw one of those things an award. Taylor Swift. <laughs> they did it to throw Taylor Swift an award. I don't know. Did it beat out Barbie? Maybe. I I don't know. I feel like if anything's winning, it's either Barbie or Taylor Swift. Well, there's also another... I don't remember this category. Best performance in stand-up comedy on television. I didn't get there yet. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I thought we were just talking about new categories. Well, I think that I've I've heard a lot of chatter about how this is like the a brand new category. I think they probably did have the stand up last year, if I'm not oh, mistaken. Okay. All right, so best performance by a female actor in a motion picture drama. We have Annette Benning for Nyad, Kaylee Spiney for Priscilla. Carrie Mulligan for Maestro, Greta Lee for Past Lives, Lily Gladstone for Killers of the Flower Moon, and Sandra Huller for Anatomy of a Fall. And then for Best Performance by a Male Actor in a Drama, Andrew Scott for All of Us Strangers. Andrew Scott is the priest from um, Fleabag Season 2. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Barry Keegan for Saltburn. Um... He is, Barry Keegan was in, um, oh my god, what's that movie that we watched that was nominated last year? Oh my god. Irish, so many. Irish movie, Donkey, Colin Farrell. Oh, 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 fuck. Banshees of Sheeran. That's it. Yes. Same actor. Same actor. Uh, Bradley Cooper for Maestro, Killian Murphy for Oppenheimer, Coleman Domingo for Rustin and Leonardo DiCaprio for Killers of the Flower the Moon. Flower Moon. Uh, best performance by a female actor in a musical or a comedy. Uh, Alma Poisty for Fallen Leaves. Emma Stone for Poor Things. Fantasia Barrino for The Color Purple. Jennifer Lawrence for No Hard Feelings. Margot Robbie for Barbie. And Natalie Portman for May, December. 
Okay, best performance by a male actor in a motion picture comedy. Uh, Jeffrey Wright, American Fiction. Joaquin Phoenix, Bo is Afraid. Matt Damon, Air. Nicholas Cage, Dream Scenario. Paul Giamatti, The Holdovers. And Timothy Chalamet for Wonka. No. <laughs> Sorry. Um, let's, let's scoot over performance or supporting. Uh, best director, Badly Cooper is nominated for Maestro, Celine Song for Past Lives, Christopher Nolan for Oppenheimer, Greta Gerwig for Barbie, Martin Scorsese for Killers of the Flower Moon, and Yorgos Lanthimos for Poor Things. So a lot of big nominations there. And I feel like a lot of movies that we haven't watched. So there's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot. In the future, we will be watching a lot of movies. Buckle up, everyone. Um, so best original song. This is very funny. Um, obviously, it's a lot of Barbie. Dance the Night Away. I'm just Ken. And what was I made for? But Peaches by the Super Mario Brothers or in the Super Mario Brothers, that's Jack Black. Yeah, Peaches, Peaches, Peaches. Yeah, that's nominated for a Golden Globe. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. All right, now we get to the stuff that we actually have been watching. Best TV series drama, 1923, The Crown, The Diplomat, The Last of Us, The Morning Show, and Succession. So... We've actually got, we can actually weigh in on what's good and what's not. Uh, Best TV series, musical or comedy, Abbott Elementary, Barry the Bear, Jury Duty, Only Murders in the Building, and Ted Lasso. I want Jury Duty to win something. This is our niche. Like, this is what we watch. Um, What was this category again? This was Best TV series, musical or comedy, which I don't know how the bear is a comedy, but we've watched... we've watched four of the six just because abbott elementary and barry have so many seasons that it's like beyond us we tried we tried we tried okay best tv tv limited series anthology series or motion picture made for tv wow i didn't miss saying all of that um all the light we cannot see beef daisy jones and the six fargo fellow travelers and lessons in chemistry well, we've watched one. I started Lessons in Chemistry. Chemistry. I would give it a continuation. Um, I've heard Beef is really good. All the I've we- heard it wasn't that great. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, All the White We Cannot See. I definitely read the book. Don't tell me what it was about. Uh, or don't ask me what it was about. I, man, I was just having this conversation with my, co- with, uh, my coworker, Lisa, the other, yesterday. Because we were talking about Moby Dick. And I was like, that was one of the books that I definitely read at some point and just blocked out. Yeah. I, I don't know why some books I cannot retain the information whatsoever. Yeah. yeah. I have it for that moment. And then it's like, poof. Bye. <laughs> Gone. See ya. Okay. See ya so, never. So best performance by an actor or female actor in a TV series drama. Bella Ramsey, The Last of Us. Emma Stone, The Curse. Helen Mirren, 1923. Imelda Staunton, The Crown, Carrie Russell, The Diplomat, and Sarah Snook for Succession. So Emma Stone is nominated for Best Actress in TV and Film this year. Oh, wow. Yeah. And also... That's kind of crazy. 
That is crazy. Also, Bella Ramsey may is the youngest out of this category. So yeah. exciting stuff. Best performance by a male actor in a TV series drama. Brian Cox Succession, Dominic West The Crown, Gary Oldman Slow Horses, Jeremy Strong Succession, Kieran Culkin Succession, and Pedro Pascal The Last of Us. Okay. I like that you guys can't see it, but Christina's just closing her eyes as I'm reading off the nominations so she can. But I can't. I'm trying to like. I've been scrolling and I can't, so I'm just trying to like envision like what you're saying, because if I keep my eyes open, I'm like looking at everything around me and I'm not paying attention. I I understand that. I ADD ADD. (laughs) I promise I'm not falling asleep. Best performance by a female actor in a TV series, musical, or comedy. Ao Edabiri. One day I'll learn how to pronounce her name correctly from The Bear. Elle Fanning, The Great. Natasha Leone, Poker Face. Quinta Bronson for Abbott Elementary, Rachel Brosnahan for The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, and Selena Gomez for Only Murders in the Building. That show is still... Got, that's another one that we really... Marvelous We're Mrs. Maisel? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Great we fell off of. That was I don't some... know. We caught up on The Great. Did we watch... Did we talk about the last season? I thought we did. There were only two, right? I think there's a third now. Oh, when did that come out? Uh, not too long ago. I guess we're gonna have to watch The Great. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> and I think we'll also I really like to... The Great. Uh, Natasha Leone for Poke Face. Poke Face. Poke Face. Hey, why don't you poke a face and see what happens? <laughs> a cockroach. All right. Beth, that was my really poor Natasha Leone uh, performance. Or I can't wait for them to come out with another season of Russian Doll. I think she's doing other things. No, they said 2025. Oh, okay. All right, best performance. Yeah, the internet. They as in the internet. <laughs> Those people. Yeah. Best performance. <laughs> best performance by a male actor in a TV series, musical, or comedy. Bill Hader, Barry, Jason Siegel, Shrinking, Jason Sudeikis, Ted Lasso, Jeremy Allen White, The Bear, Martin Short, Only Murders in the Building, Steve Martin, Only Murders in the Building. So the only thing we never watched was Barry. Look at us. Gonna haunt me. Best performance by a female actor in a limited limited series, anthology series, or motion picture made for TV. Uh, Ali Wong, Beef, Brie Larson, Lessons in Chemistry, Elizabeth Olsen, Love and Death, Juno Temple, Fargo, Rachel Weisz, Dead Ringers, and Riley Keough for Daisy Jones and the Six. I'm I'm happy that that's been nominated for a lot of things. Same, because I really enjoyed that. It was good. It, it was it was a ride. The were her their music was definitely on my Spotify Wrapped this year. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, it was there. I forgot that they had this album. Best performance by a male actor in a limited series, anthology series, or motion picture made for TV. David Oyeloa for Lawman, Bass Reeves, John Hamm for Fargo, Matt Bomber for Fellow Travelers, Sam Claflin for Daisy Jones and the Six, Steve Yoon for Beef, Woody Harrelson for White House Plumbers. And then just looking through... Um, like female actor supporting role, Hannah Waddingham for Ted Lasso got a nomination. Um, J.S. J. Smith Cameron, who plays Jerry, got a nomination for Succession. 
Meryl Streep got nominated for Only Murders in the Building. Um, for Best Performance by a Male Actor in a Supporting Role, uh, Evan Moss Backrack was nominated for The Bear. Alexander Skarsgård was nominated for Succession. Alan Ruck was nominated for Succession. Matthew McFadden was nominated for Succession. And James Martin was nominated for Jury Duty. Um, yes, there is a Best Performance in Stand-Up Comedy on TV. A little disappointed that John Mulaney is not in this category. How? How is it possible that he's not there Heather's not there, mm. but Amy is. If she wins, I may need to stop this podcast. So, in protest. I actually like Amy Schumer. Oh, get out. <laughs> get out. After Sorry. 200 episodes, this podcast has ended because Danielle admitted to liking Amy Schumer. Thanks, everyone, for listening. It's been, it's been a great ride. Oh, friendship over. Here's the problem that I have, right? We got some joke stealing happening here. I mean, yes, yes. Okay, and so that's fine, but own it. Be like, this person did this joke, I thought it was awesome, and I just needed to make my own spin on it. And so I did. But instead we got, as a comedian, it's really important that we do our research, and we researched everything before we put it on the show. And then there were all of these. And one of them, I think she stole from Mulaney. I I don't know specifically. I don't remember which specifics. one it was. But. Here's my thing. I like her not as a stand-up comedian, but as an actress. Like, as a comedy actress, I like the movies that she puts out. Like, I liked Trainwreck. Um, I liked her in Only Murders in the Building. I mean, I don't think she did much in Only Murders in the Building. No, she had like a little bit of a small role. But also, like, I just recently watched stupid shit like The Kardashians. And she was on that show helping Kim write a speech for us. Oh, my God. That was was so stupid. Get out of my face. She she recently came out with a movie call or a miniseries on Hulu called Life and Beth. And when I say recently, I'm going to say, like, 2021, 2022. I thought you were going to say, and when I say recently, I mean, like, 20 years ago. (laughs) (laughs) No. Um, Michael Sarah is in it, and that I really liked. I was a big fan of that. So, anyways, that's that's my thoughts on Amy Schumer, and those are all the Golden Globe nominations. Uh, Sorry for taking up 18 minutes of your time. If you didn't want to hear this, scoot over. And it now, doesn't matter. They have to hear. They whatever. We're here. This is this is laying the framework for what we'll be talking about for the upcoming year. Oh, I was gonna say not for the rest of this episode. No, not for the rest of this episode. But next month, I say that either for episode two hundred and fifty or episode three hundred, we do something spectacular. <laughs> okay. All right. I don't know what it is yet. I haven't figured it out. Stay tuned while we discover the spectacular. We could do anything. We could have. We could. Do, we could do a live episode. We could record on a roller rink. We could record on a mountain. I don't know. No one, no one, including no one, especially myself, wants to see me on a roller rink. 
but recording a podcast while you're on a roller blade. How dare you? Absolutely not. How dare me? I had to listen here about how much you like Amy Schumer. Now oh my even. God. It we're was even. It was like 30 seconds. All right. Or even Steven. And I won't make you go on a roller rink. Deal. Deal. Let's go to the mountain. We'll go to the top of the mountain. Okay, great. <laughs> all right. So what are we talking about today, Christina? Well, Danielle, I just realized that that rhymes. Um, we are talking about it's a wonderful life. This is the second round. I was calling it a shootout. Is it a? It is a shootout. A you called it a Christmas shootout. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't sure if I wanted to put that on our Instagram page, so I put the holiday showdown. Yeah, I called it a shootout. Sorry. You were like, "It's a Christmas shootout." <laughs> bam, bam. Showdown is. Is better. Showdown is better. I, under, I I get it. It's no, it's all good. But I just honestly, I was looking for some snowmen that were ready to fight. Yeah, I couldn't find that, and I didn't have time to make it. So you uh, should have found like an Alexander Hamilton and an Aaron Burr, but like decorated them in Christmas decor. Just put snowmen faces on their faces. Exactly. Exactly. Fucked up. Next year. All right. I don't know what we're gonna do next. I say this every year. I don't know what we're gonna do next year because. We always just never, we, we always think that we, we've thought of it all. And never forget, we're always so busy, 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 busy this time busy, of year. Busy, busy, It's right. true. So what was this up against? This was up against the year without a Santa Claus? It was up against the year without a Santa Claus. It was also double the amount, of, more than double the amount of time as year without a Santa Claus, which I... I'm going into my expectation versus reality, but I was not expecting this to be a two-hour movie. <laughs> I didn't even know they made two-hour movies then. They're not, they're not, like, they don't live long enough to watch two-hour movies. In 1946? Yeah. That's <laughs> what I think. It was 46, right? Not 45? Yeah, it was 46. It was 46. We gotta, well, okay, so this was my pick, as you could tell by... It was. Yes. I... I always forget about this movie. I, I have I've still never seen The Year Without a Santa Claus. Oh, I miss her. He neither. <laughs> I know the song. Mm-mm. I've just never never watched it. This I watch all the time. Um, yeah, I, I I've only watched The Year Without a Santa Claus like a couple times. I think in college, really. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I will say though, I can't watch this movie without thinking of the John Mulaney joke about college where he was like, where's the money? Where's the money? That's not the exact dialogue, but you know what I'm talking about? Frank Capra, 1946. (laughs) That's a good point. I never put that together. What? That they're quoting? I like to think of that John Mulaney bit while watching this. Oh, immediately. When he brought it up on stage, I remember dying laughing because I knew exactly (laughs) what he was talking about. Had you ever watched It's a Wonderful Life before? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I watched it in high school. I feel like I watched it in class. Okay. I think you... I'll bring this up right now. I think you watched it for the first time the same time I watched it for the first time which is in eighth grade in our English class and then we had to do an assignment which was what would happen what you had to write an essay as if you were never born and what would happen 
This was Serial, oh, right? Yeah. And it had yeah. to be. Yeah. 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 Miss Serial, if you're listening, we love you. <laughs> I remember asking my mother what she would be like if she was never born or if I was never born. And she you was probably upset her. She was horribly offended. My mother was horribly offended and mm. didn't even want to think about <laughs> that. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. No. It's like, Mom, what would you do if I was never born? <laughs> like a gasp. <laughs> you, you and you and your family of gaspers. We are very gaspy. Where do you think I learned how to gasp from that lady? From the best. From the great gaspy. <laughs> I'll be here all night. Almost um, 7.32 a.m. <laughs> when we're recording this. So, yeah. That, um, that so was 1,000% when you watched it for the first time. I I love I love that for us that you brought that up because I really couldn't think of an IRL moment. And I'm just going to say that that was it for me. Take it now. Take, yeah. it, take it now. How did you watch it? There were a lot of options here. Amazon Prime. Is this like... A popular I, movie. I wonder if people like own the rights to it because it's on Amazon Prime, it's on Roku, it's on Sling, it's on Plex, like a lot of like free stuff. I was surprised. I thought I was gonna have to pay three ninety nine. It's a Christmas classic. I know. It really is. Um, are there any awards, Danielle? There were indeed awards Ooh. at the nineteen forty seven Academy Awards. This was nominated for Best Picture. James Stewart was nominated for Best Actor in a Leading Role. Frank Capra was nominated for Best Director. Uh, it was nominated for Best Sound Recording and Best Film Editing. And then at the Golden Globes in 1947, Frank Capra won for Best Director. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Good for them. Good for them. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, George has lived a decent life, but to him it's been a frustrating one. To put him in check, a spirit is sent from heaven to show him what the world would look like if he never existed. Cue Clarence, who needs this win to earn his angel wings. So our main character is George Bailey, played by James Stewart. He's a longtime resident of Bedford Falls, who's itching to leave, but something keeps him there each time. He's married to Mary. 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 Sorry. Oh, Merry Christmas, Mary. Mary. I'm Mary. <laughs> you listen to me, Mary. That was more Elvis than Jimmy Stewart. Um, it's okay. They all start to blend after a while. They really do. Like, I, I'll get back to the characters, but James Stewart, like, he really does have that, like, old timey 1940s voice that, like, it is what everyone thinks of when they think of like 1940s movies oh 100 well, percent. it's um the hell is that guy's name he was also in the 10 commandments oh my god i can't think of his name and the um the, the i'm doing a really bad job here but the guy the guy in the, the 10 commandments name? i can't think of his name sean connery no no, um, he's more it? Scottish. He's Scottish. I don't think it's no. But then the guy who was the parrot in Aladdin, he just died. Gilbert Godfrey. Gilbert Godfrey, the comedian, made a joke about it, 
this guy that was in like some sort of like old timey movie and then he was in the Ten Commandments and the joke that he made was like it's almost like he was saying where's your Moses now see where's your Messiah now <laughs> that's what it makes me think of that's a good one that's a good joke it is my dad used to say it all the time <laughs> But yes, that old timey like, oh, see, we're going to go to the store, Mary. <laughs> we're going to buy you a loaf of bread for the whole family. <laughs> All right. So Mary, Donna Reed, <laughs> uh, she's been in love with George since they were children. We meet all the members of Bedford Falls and important people in George's life. There's his mom, Mrs. Bailey, played by Beulah Bailey. Um, I just realized her, the actress's last name is Bailey. Interesting. Uncle Billy, played by Thomas Mitchell. Mr. Gower, played by H.B. Warner. I'm going to start going by D.K. D.K. Francovilla. I'm not going to go by uh, my first name anymore. So. Um, Old Man Potter is played by Lionel Barrymore, which I had to look it up because I know that like Drew Barrymore is from like an old dynasty acting family. And oh, this, yeah. this is her grand uncle. A grand uncle. A grand uncle. So mm. I, I'm not, my brain is not functioning enough to try to figure out how that works. But grand uncle, go with that. Um, taxi driver Ernie is played by Frank Phelan. Policeman Bert is played by Ward Bond. Violet is played by Gloria Graham. And his guardian, guardian almost angel, Clarence, is played by Henry Travers. So... To talk about that John Mulaney joke, Uncle Billy loses $8,000 while trying to deposit the money for the building and loan. Of course, every time I hear a dollar amount, I have to go online and see what the the current day equivalent is because oh, no. you need to know $8,000 in 1946 dollars. How much do you think that is worth today? A million. No, a hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars. So imagine losing a hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars. Oops, where did it go? I don't know. I just took this cash in an envelope and accidentally put it in a paper and gave it to the richest man in the the town. Whoopsies. Anyway, (laughs) so annoying. The whole scene is so annoying. So annoying. Oh, the worst. (laughs) (laughs) The bank examiner is there, and Potter, who actually has the money, tipped off the DA's office in the press about the whole building loan kerfuffle. George decides to deal with the situation terribly. He yells at his family, gets drunk, and contemplates jumping off a bridge. Clarence prevents George from taking his life, And to convince him that his life is important, Clarence, with the help of the higher-ups, makes it that George was never born. His friends were not able to own their homes. Uh, Well, if George was never born, his friends were not able to own their homes. The town is named Pottersville, filled with bars, peep shows, and nightclubs. His mom is a widow with Harry, George's brother, dying at age eight because he wasn't there to save him and is running a boarding house by herself and is no longer a warm and joyful woman. Mr. Gower is a homeless drunk who went to prison for 20 years for poisoning a child because George was not there to stop it. Violet, 
uh, is dancing at one of those clubs and is getting arrested, no one unexplained. And Mary said, as she would be, unmarried and an old maid. This makes George wish for his life back. Okay. After George begs Clarence and God to let him live again, police officer finds him and tells him to go home. George is reluctant at first, fights him off, but then realizes he can be seen in a normal sense again. Um, he runs home very cheerfully, saying Merry Christmas to all. I'm sorry. Uh, may- hold on, I'm going to stop. You got to do a better voice than that. For what? For for George running, Merry Christmas! <laughs> Come on. You can't just say, he's saying Merry Christmas to all. Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas! There you Merry go. Christmas. Screaming. Mer- screaming. There you are, you old building alone. Merry <laughs> Christmas! <laughs> Also, my favorite line from the movie is in this scene. My mouth's bleeding, Bert. (laughs) (laughs) It's a banger. It's a good one. Uh, Okay, I'm sorry. Continue. Oh, you're good. Um, Although he may be put in jail for this deficit, as the cops are at his house, um, after he says, after he runs around the house, says hello to all of his kids, Mary comes in, then all of a sudden, the entire town comes in to help with the deficit. People who love George floodgate into their house and pile money high. He also gets a call from London for an additional $25,000. After this, holiday songs are sung in the living room. There's also a book placed on top of the pile of money. On the first page, it says, Dear George, remember a man is a failure. Wait. A man, I think it's a, I think I wrote this wrong. It's a man is never a failure who has friends. A man is never a failure who has friends. Yeah, that's, that yeah. makes sense. Thanks for the wings, Clarence. As he shuts the book, a bell on the crisp, a bell ornament on the Christmas tree rings. And George's daughter reminds us that every time we hear a bell, an angel gets its wings. Christmas tunes are continued until we fade to black. I, I love the way that she's a teacher says every time a bell rings, an angel gets its wings. Oh, my God. Her, her voice is grating. My God. She's adorable. She is adorable. I, I'm going to say something that's sad, though. What? I'm pretty sure everybody from this movie is dead. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Well, mm, Okay, so... You think some of the kiddies are alive? Some of the kiddos are alive, because let's say if they're, like, four years old in 1948 or 1947, they're probably in their 80s. Yeah. Late 70s, early 80s. Right? That makes sense. I think so. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so they could could be alive very well. All the adults in this movie... And every gone, animal gone. you see, out, dead. Gone. All right, so what did IMDb rate this? IMDb, I don't know why I said it like that, gave it an 8.6 out of 10, which is pretty high. That's that's a really high one. Is there a meta score? I didn't look it up. Hold okay. on, I'll do it now while you go. Okay, so on Rotten Tomatoes, the critics gave this a 94% and the audience gave it a 95%. So... Ooh, very high. Both very high. That's interesting. I was I was surprised. And I met, this may be one of the highest Metacritic scores I've seen. 
89 and 8.5. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. High rated movie. Yeah. I didn't realize this many people rated this movie so highly. You know what <clears throat> I was thinking while watching this movie? Because I knew no, that it I was... Don't. <laughs> but tell me. I knew it was very highly rated. And it has to be at a baseline a good movie and if is if it has stood the test of time since 1947 for over 70 years they have been playing this movie and it is still available to rent because you don't see a lot of like movies from the 1940s available to you and it's not you know it's even just like when it comes Christmas time, you always see it in the queue of like Christmas movies. So it has to be good in order to still be advertised to us. I think that's the mm-hmm. point I'm trying to make. Yes. Oh, yeah. That okay. is the point I'm trying to make. <laughs> and there's just so many pop culture references to this too. So it kind of withstands the test of time, I, I think. Yeah, I think, yeah. Oh, my computer just freaked me out. <laughs> Do you have um, when like the sun is rising, that it changes from dark mode to light mode? Um, I think I'm just always in dark mode. I have it, and all of a sudden, I was like, "Oh my god, everything is so bright! What's happening? Sun's out." There you go. Um, do you want to read your review, or do you want me to read mine? I do. I cut my review in half. Okay. Um, oh, people go just, on and on about this movie. It's like sh- this, this much as well. <laughs> and for those of you who can't see what I'm doing, I'm taking my index finger and my thumb and making them like a little pincher and they're only two inches apart. That's what I want. <laughs> nope. People can write paragraphs about this movie. It's, you know what? Fine. Exactly. I'm not going to read them, but Fine. Um, so this was a 10 out of 10. It was t- titled A Great Influence. <clears throat> no movie has ever influenced me more than this classic. I had the honor of doing a play version of it about five years ago. I had seen the film a thousand times, had loved it, but I never really knew what it meant. During the course of the production, I suddenly felt alive. I felt that I wasn't having as much fun. I felt that I wasn't doing enough with my life. Crazy things like kissing my mother and father. I hadn't really hugged one of them in a while. It makes you think it's more of a thinking person's film than a mere Christmas film. If you think it's just a Christmas film, I insist you watch it again and again until you get the message. There was another paragraph, but I cut it off. Yeah. Um, I mean, good points. I think, you know, it does make you think and it makes you appreciate all that you have and that... Obviously, I feel like this is going into a little bit of highs, but like the main message of this movie is that you don't need to build big skyscrapers. You don't need to travel the world in order to make a big difference in your life. Yeah. Yeah. And in others' lives. And in others' lives, yeah. He did it all around the corner from his house, basically. Exactly. All you need is a good uh, moral compass and you'll be great. What do you got? All right, this is a three out of five stars. Oh, why do you do this? There are a lot of things to like about this movie. Stewart's performance is excellent, 
as always, and I, I was particularly impressed by his ability to be cruel but still deeply sympathetic at the beginning of the third act. Despite not buying into the movie completely, I cried through the jo joyful final scenes because of how well he embodied the joy. That joy, excuse me. There are very few movies that move me to joyful tears, and it's a testament to Stuart, Reed, and Capra's storytelling. The framing device with the angels would be cheesy, except the ex execution is delightfully understated in a way that almost reads like modern post-irony. That said, I think I was poisoned by, an incredibly, by incredibly high expectations and subsequently struggled to enjoy this movie. I read the message as, even if you don't achieve your ambitions, your life can still have significant positive impact, which is true, which is a true worthy message. However, Bailey's dreams seem remarkably achievable, and I feel could have had a similarly significant positive impact on the path he originally charted for himself, so the message doesn't convince me he should have stayed in the town he wanted to leave. I wish George had left, despite the Pottersville that would have been in his wake. I originally read his father's stroke after, or I originally read his father's stroke as the immediate fruition of Mary's wish that he stayed and marry her, giving the whole narrative a bleak, manipulative reading. Okay. I don't agree with the latter half of this review. Um... I do think that Mary's wish was for him to stay and, you know, marry him. However, I don't think this person understands how difficult it was to travel the world in 1946. Yeah, okay, that's a good point. I, don't, I think that that person's not, like... You mean with four kids as well? Uh, yeah, uh, also just, like, as a, <clears throat> as a married person, like, it is... Or a single person. Like, he was going to go on a cattle ship to go across the world. Do you know how long it takes to sail across the sea? Yeah. The Atlantic? It's gotta be months. Sea travel is not easy. Like, he could have done it, but it would have been, like, very, very expensive and very, very time-consuming. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, I get it. So... Anyways, let's go into highs and lows, shall we? Okay. I Well, my biggest high, the mouth's bleeding, Bert. Bert. <laughs> the mouth's bleeding. It's my there, favorite line. I think that why this movie is so good is because, it, it. I guess, at its heart, it's a drama, but the comedic relief is so funny and it still stands the test of time. Yeah, I was going to say I also liked a lot of, like, Clarence's lines. Yep. Uh, my favorite, this will, it will instantly make me laugh every single time. It's the scene where Uncle Billy is walking home drunk after Harry's wedding, and, mm -hmm. like, they direct him to go a certain way, and you just hear a bunch of clattering and, like, think, like trash cans falling, and him just going, I'm all right! Like, that will never not be funny. That's been funny for me since I watched Doug as a child and I heard the Kill the Umpire from Pookie. Same, same. That's not Doug. That's Hey Arnold. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Yes, that is Hey Arnold. 
but still, still same thing. Her going into a closet and throwing the cat, like, it's all the same type of comedy, and that will never not make me laugh. It's almost like slapstick. It is slapstick. Yeah, it is. But, like, slapstick gets a little too muddled. Slappy. Yeah. I need, like, some... I just need subtle slapstick. I don't need, like, full-blown slapstick. A subtle slap. Uh, A realistic (laughs) slapstick. Like, you can imagine him being drunk and falling over trash cans. You're not actually seeing him do it, but the sound effects make you think that he is doing it. And the... Almost the imagination of him doing it is funnier than, like, actually watching him do it. I agree. <clears throat> um, I, it's no, there's no denying I'm absolutely obsessed with vintage and, like, t- classic decor. And, mm-hmm. oh my god, the set design of this movie. Oh, every light fixture... Every piece, mm-hmm. it, it was in black and white, I didn't care. Every piece of um, wallpaper, like, ma- I would be Mary redoing that house. Like, that would be me. Absolutely loved all of it. Ugh, ugh, I loved it so much. Well, I got home, and I put it on last night, and, and Dave was like, you're watching black and white TV? <laughs> like, the movie's only in black and white. He's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I get. Oh. I like black and white movies. <clears throat> it depends. I only watched me. the first part of uh, Wizard of Oz because I only like the black and white. No, I'm kidding. Oh, my God. <laughs> Crazy. I'm joking. Um, also, aside from, like, the beautiful interiors, uh, which is, I think, just me liking 1940s decor, um, the big scenes that they have like the gymnasium scene where they're at the dance and the the floor yeah. starts pulling away. Like, that's such a great scene. Yeah. And to think about them orchestrating that in the 1940s, it's it just makes it even better. Like, the intro to this movie, where it's the opening credits, it's a person drew all of those illustrations, and they're just filming a person pull pages one by one. Yep. Incredible. They don't make them like they used to. Uh, well, they do time-wise. What do you mean? Like, we still have two-hour movies oh, today. But yeah, absolutely. The construct of the two hours is vastly different. Mm-hmm. At some points while I was watching it, I could see where they, like, digitized the film. And you could see, like, the film, like, you can kind of see a little, like... Oh, okay, You can yeah, see yeah. the film on the side of the, the screen. I was like, oh, you don't get this anymore. Not anymore. No. Or, the, like, the little box that pops up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah, anyway. I remember that. Um, Did you have any lows? I forgot <sighs> how mean George Bailey was. Like, George Bailey did not have to lash out like that. Yeah, same. I forgot. It, for me, it was like a little bit of that, and it's just well, well. Listen, we all reach our breaking points at different times, right? So this yeah. is probably this was not a time where they were like, "Hey George, have you? Hey George, have you thought about therapy?" Like that was never. <laughs> no. It's never going to be a thing, right? So this is all pent up aggression, yeah. on top of alcohol, 
Um, my man came out, George came out swinging. He wanted to. He did. He did. He was very, um, he made his entire family cry. Yeah. So I, I get it. I Do I think it's overacting? Probably not. I, I have to imagine that that was the vision that they were going for. Yeah. If I were to say anything was overacting, it's probably at the end. When he's, he's, he's screaming so loud, I can't even make out what he's saying at certain points anymore. Zuzu's pedals. I got Zuzu's pedals. <laughs> it's Christmas, everyone. Um, my only low was like I forgot all like the hard cut shots. And I'm like, I can't tell if I like this or if I if I don't. Because I can't tell if I like it because it's like, ooh, new thing, ooh, new thing, ooh, new thing. And that works for my brain. Yeah. But the other part that I don't like about it is like, you have to be paying attention the entire time, right? Yeah. And then I thought to myself, how many people did cocaine in the 40s? You know? I feel like there's a lot. So maybe now it makes sense. That's funny. Um, like, well, when I thought about it, when I put it in that perspective, it made sense, right? Because like everything is everything is moving oh, so fast all the time. Well, Gotta keep up. Also, just like the way that you film edited back in the day on like actual film didn't give way to segues. Like you just kind of had to do a hard cut. I feel like I've watched some older movies that fade to black and then fade back into the next scene. I guess. I didn't mind the hard the hard cuts. It was... We were, Dave sat down for some of it and he was like, this is jarring. <laughs> <laughs> I made Nick watch some of it and then he got up. He was like, I can't, he couldn't deal with uh, Jimmy Stewart's voice. He couldn't do it. Murray. Murray. Um, do you want to go into snack break? Yeah, we can go into it. I actually had like a snack item. Ooh, what'd you have? I had those pretzel crisps. Oh, the thin ones? Yeah, but the everything bagel seasoning ones. <laughs> oh, everything and is better with everything bagel seasoning. Oh, wait, there's more. Oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm ready. I'm baited breast. Um, I have a vegan Philadelphia cream cheese that is flavored with chives and onion. Mm. And so I would dunk, not dunk, but like dip them into that cream cheese. Ooh. Yeah. That sounds well, good. Not really cream cheese, but vegan cream cheese. Yeah. That Very sounds good. tasty. It was. I enjoyed it. Um, I, you? I made dinner. I did... We do not have much in our uh, apartment right now. Be expected. Yeah. So we did pasta, garlic, olive oil, and then we had chicken sausage. And okay. we mixed that up. It was a garlic chicken sausage from Trader Joe's, and then we covered it in Parmesan cheese. That's what we had for dinner last night. Uh, you know what? It's like sometimes the meals where you have like nothing left, I feel like end up being some really good meals and like really creative meals. Yeah. Yeah, got to get creative with what you got. So I'm on board. 100%. I'm here for it. Thanks. Um, How about your expectation versus reality? 
one day I will stop oh. crying at the end of this movie. But I, you know, I was thinking like, ah, it's not going to get me this year. It got me again. It's just so warm and fuzzy at the end of this movie. And it I is. absolutely love it. Um, I said that mine was that I, I just don't, I don't remember this movie being 131 minutes. Yeah, I think that sneaks up on you. That sneaks up on me as well. And what's also really interesting is that this is technically a Christmas movie, but the majority of it does not happen during Christmas time. Yeah. Like, it's only the last act that happens during Christmas. Also, what bank examiner examiner is examining banks on December 24th? It's not a holiday. It's not a bank holiday. But still. It's just being a pain in the ass. Yeah, they came out with a warrant for his arrest on December 24th at, like, in the middle of the night. I know. <laughs> Wouldn't expect it. Wouldn't expect it. Um, did you have an IRL moment other than the one we mentioned earlier? Yes. So okay. when I was writing my college entrance essay... For the Common App, the uh, quote that I used to to kick off the essay was the three most exciting sounds in the world were anchor chains, plane motors, and train whistles. And then I segued that into like how I want to travel. So that's basically my <laughs> breakfast is served, lunch is served, dinner is served. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So anyway, that's my IRL moment. I like it. I think that's a good one. I didn't know that about you. Yeah. I didn't know that you did that on your uh, personal, not personal statement. Personal statement? Yeah. My college essay. The College essay. Yeah. And look where that got you. There we go. I got into college. Into Rutgers. Actually, I think my I had to girl. use a different uh, essay for Rutgers. <clears throat> oh. They didn't take the common app. Yeah, all of that just feels like a fever dream. I know. Common app, three sections of the SAT. Like it just feels like a big fever dream. I just remember being on my parents' death like desktop computer in our like family room, just like aggressively doing all of that, which is crazy. I hated every minute of it. <laughs> of course. <clears throat> what was your IRL moment? moment? Your what? What was your IRL moment? I t- well, it was the one that you mentioned earlier. Yeah, that we watched this in eighth I'm grade. I'm going to take that one. <laughs> okay. You may have that I've one. never had my mouth bleeding, so I've never gotten to say, my mouth's bleeding, Bert. It's the bees. Like, are you all building alone? Like, the the emphasis on the b. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. 100%. So, is that it? It is. This is episode 200. Yes, it is. I I don't know. I don't know how to be more excited about that. I'm just trying to fathom how we got here. Yeah, I mean, weekly we watch something and then we call each other and we record when we talk about it. Okay, Danielle. <laughs> when we started this, did you think we'd get to 200 episodes? Yes. You did? Yes, because you know oh. what? You know you don't give up on anything. It's true. We'll be here <laughs> thousands of episodes later. 
Oh, it's true. Anyway, <clears throat> I just want to thank everybody. For those of you who have been here since How to Sell Drugs Online Fast, we appreciate you if you're joining us just now. If you only join us for the holidays, it's very nice to have you here. Um, <clears throat> next week, we have our final Christmas shootout. <laughs> and it will be the Nightmare Before Christmas or A Muppet Christmas Carol. So we'll see. So we'll see. This is it. You and I are tied. We are tied. We are tied. Who will win the crown for Queen of Christmas? This is the real Christmas shootout. You guys thought that you were voting on movies. It's actually Christine and I to take mm-hmm. top crown. Top crown. Christmas queen. <laughs> <clears throat> anyway. So we'll see what happens. I want to thank everybody again for the votes that were coming through. I've gotten some really positive feedback about our holiday stuff this year. Like a lot of people were asking about it and they were like, oh, that's so cool. So it sounds like this was a really well-received one. So thanks you, thank you all again for participating. And we will see you next week for our round three. Um, I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Class16a. Danielle's on Instagram at Danielle Kobianki. The podcast is, hey, it's two girls on Instagram and Twitter. You can send us an email, um, twogirlswatchtv at gmail.com. And the YouTube channel is Two Girls Drink Beer. All right, everyone. Enjoy your weekends. Enjoy your Christmases if you celebrate. And we will catch you next week. Yes. (laughs) Bye. Bye.